Hey everybody, this is Greg from Campfire Creatures, a show that takes you on an exciting adventure into the mythical and unknown. Our stories cover Bigfoot ghosts, folklore, and other worldly encounters. So sit back, relax, or do whatever it is you're doing, and enjoy the show. It was the summer of her 15th year when Sarah, an adventurous and free-spirited girl, embarked on a family camping trip. With the lush green forest and the serene lake as their backdrop, the excitement was palpable. The smell of campfires and the promise of marshmallow roasts filled the air. Sarah's family, the Dixons, had always been drawn to the outdoors, spending their vacations camping and hiking. But this trip was special, celebrating Sarah's birthday. Her father, John, was an experienced outdoorsman, and he'd chosen a remote location for their adventure, promising Sarah it would be unforgettable. On the second night of their trip, as the moon rose high in the sky, the family gathered around the campfire, sharing stories and laughs. The night was beautiful, stars glinting like diamonds in the velvety darkness, and a silver moonlight bathing the forest. Unbeknownst to them, something ancient and sinister was lurking in those woods. As the campfire crackled and the forest echoed with night sounds, Sarah and her family heard something out of the ordinary. It was a distant, eerie howl, the kind that sent shivers down their spines. The sound grew closer, and the Dixons scrambled to their feet, fear in their eyes. Then, out of the shadows, emerged a creature they could scarcely believe. A massive, imposing wolf, its fur matted with dirt and leaves. The beast had crimson eyes that glinted with malevolence. Fear gripped the Dixons, but it was too late. The enormous wolf lunged at Sarah, its powerful jaws clamping down on her leg before the family could react. Her screams filled the night as her parents and younger brother, Tim, fought desperately to fend off the creature. In the chaos, the wolf managed to escape into the darkness. Sarah was rushed to the nearest hospital, her leg heavily bandaged. The family was in shock grappling with the sudden, horrifying turn of events. The doctors explained that her injuries were severe, but curiously fast in healing. They couldn't quite understand it, but Sarah's family was just grateful she was alive. Throughout the year, life carried on for the Dixons, but the scars of that night never faded. Sarah's bite wound healed, leaving only a faint, crescent-shaped scar on her leg. Her 15th birthday was a turning point in her life, though she had no inkling of the greater transformation that lay ahead. It was a few days before her 16th birthday when Sarah started experiencing strange symptoms. She felt feverish, her body ached, and her senses became heightened. She could hear the faintest rustle of leaves and smell scents from miles away. Her once gentle nature started to change, and she became more temperamental, struggling to control her emotions. As the night of her 16th birthday drew near, the full moon cast a foreboding glow over the small town where the Dixons now resided. On the night of the full moon, a transformation that Sarah had thought was a distant nightmare began. As the moon reached its zenith, Sarah convulsed in extreme pain. 
Her family, unaware of her secret, was sleeping peacefully in their home. Her screams pierced the night as she tore through her clothes, her limbs stretching and contorting into something monstrous. Sarah's body transformed, her hands becoming massive, claw-like paws. Her face elongated into a snout, her teeth growing into razor-sharp fangs. Her mind, clouded by an animalistic rage, had no control over the monstrous creature she had become. Her heart pounded loudly at an immeasurable fast beat like the sound of hundreds of drums beating at the same time in her head. She was now a werewolf. Her transformation complete, the newly transformed werewolf, Sarah, had lost all connection to her humanity. Driven by an uncontrollable bloodlust, she set out into the night, her keen senses guiding her to the scent of her friends. Just a few miles away, her best friends from school, Tia, Lindsay, and Justin, were camping near the same forest where Sarah had been bitten. They were unaware that Sarah had become a creature of the night, and they welcomed the adventure of camping near the rumored haunted woods. As the moonlight bathed the campsite, Sarah's friends sat around the campfire, sharing stories and roasting marshmallows, much like Sarah's family had done years ago. But little did they know, their friend had transformed into a monster, lurking in the shadows, ready to strike. With a thunderous howl, Sarah lunged at her unsuspecting friends. The campsite erupted in chaos as her friends screamed in terror. In her monstrous form, she was a relentless force of nature. Her powerful jaws snapped, her claws slashed, and she left her friends battered and bloodied. Tia, Lindsay, and Justin fought for their lives, using whatever they could find as makeshift weapons. They desperately tried to fend off the savage werewolf that was once their friend, but her animalistic strength was overwhelming. In the end, they lay injured and helpless, hoping for some miracle. Sarah, her monstrous instincts momentarily sated, stared at the injured and frightened faces of her friends. Deep within her, a flicker of humanity remained, struggling to overcome the beast within. Her friends recognized the glimmer of recognition in her eyes and realized that somewhere inside the creature was their dear friend. Despite her savage transformation, Sarah's friends couldn't bring themselves to harm her. Instead, they pleaded with the young girl trapped within the werewolf, trying to reach her through the haze of her bloodlust. They spoke of their memories, their shared laughter, and the bonds of friendship they once had. Sarah, in her monstrous form, hesitated. The human part of her fought against the relentless hunger and aggression that had consumed her. Her friend's words reached her, and she felt a connection to her past, however fleeting. Tia, Lindsay, and Justin knew that to save their friend, they had to find a way to break the curse. They had heard legends of ancient remedies and mystical cures hidden deep in the forest, passed down through generations. With no other option, they decided to venture into the heart of the haunted woods, seeking a cure that could save Sarah without killing her. As Sarah's friends left her, heading deeper into the forest, the young werewolf struggled with her internal turmoil. She watched them disappear into the dark woods 
a mixture of fear and hope swirling within her. Could her friends truly find a way to save her from the curse that had taken hold of her? The forest was deep, dark, and filled with ancient secrets. As Tia, Lindsay, and Justin trekked deeper, they encountered eerie signs and cryptic markings on the trees, believed to be left by ancient druids who once resided in these woods. The air was heavy, filled with the musky scent of sage and a sense of unease. There were quite a few old stories they had heard of years ago, of an ancient stone circle considered to be a gateway to mythical realms. It was believed that within the circle, one would discover the wisdom of the ancients, including secrets to cure the most powerful of curses. Moreover, rumors of a healer, an old crone who had been ostracized from the nearby village for her strange practices. It was said that the crone had knowledge of herbs and incantations capable of turning the fiercest of creatures back into their original form. A concoction made from belladonna, aconite, and the blood of a willing creature was rumored to reverse the transformation brought on by a werewolf's bite. Their journey was fraught with danger at each step. They had to navigate through treacherous terrain, avoid hidden pitfalls, and escape from the various creatures that inhabited the forest. The further they journeyed, the stronger their resolve became. They knew their friend's life, and potentially many others, were dependent on them, unearthing these legends and discovering the elusive remedy. Their path was riddled with obstacles both seen and unseen. Thorny bushes snagged at their clothes, leaving deep scratches on their skin. They stumbled over hidden roots, their breath ragged and hearts pounding, as they forced themselves to push forward. The eerie silence of the forest was occasionally interrupted by the howls and screeches of unknown creatures, sending shivers down their spines. At times, they had to cross marshy lands that threatened to suck them into their cold, unforgiving depths. Moreover, the cryptic markings they hoped to guide them seemed to change constantly, leading them in circles, causing frustration and despair. But the hardest challenge of all was the constant cloud of fear and uncertainty that hung over them fear of the unknown, fear for their dear friend, and the gnawing uncertainty if they were up to the task at hand. After four hours of relentless wandering, they finally chanced upon the abode of the ancient crone. Nestled between the gnarled roots of an ancient oak, the dwelling was as eerie as its occupant. Its walls were stacked with odd trinkets, jars filled with unknown substances, and bones of long dead animals. In the dim light, they could barely make out the frail figure of the crone hunched over a bubbling cauldron. Her eyes, milky with age yet sharp as a hawk's, bore into them, sending icy shivers down their spines. Come for the cure, have you? Her voice, raspy and ancient, echoed ominously in the stifling silence. They nodded, their throats too tight to speak. She pondered at their request, stirring the bubbling brew with a long, gnarled finger. The cure comes at a price, she warned them, her eyes twinkling with a sinister glint. To save Sarah, they were forced to strike a chilling bargain with the crone. In return for the cure, they had to promise her a favor to be repaid in the future, at a time of her choosing. The nature of the favor was left vague and ominous, 
setting a pit of dread in their stomachs. Additionally, they had to swear never to disclose the location of the crone or her practices to the outside world. The heavy price for the cure filled their hearts with trepidation, but the thought of losing their dear friend to the monstrous curse was far more unbearable. They agreed to the crone's terms, their hearts pounding with fear and anticipation. It was a pact sealed in desperation, and the hope to alter their friend's gruesome fate. The cure was as unsettling as the crone herself. From an ancient chest, she pulled out a vial of viscous fluid that shimmered under the faint candlelight, its color constantly shifting from a sickly green to a deep, ominous red. The potion was brewed from belladonna and aconite, both deadly in their own right, and the blood of a willing creature, which turned out to be a tiny, midnight black bird that the crone kept as a pet. She chanted in a tongue long forgotten, causing the air in the room to thicken as she mixed the ingredients in a tarnished silver bowl. Once complete, the potion was poured back into the vial, ready to be administered. The sight of it brought a wave of nausea, but the friends steeled themselves. For Sarah's sake, they had to brave through the revulsion and accept the result of the crone's dark art. Their return journey to Sarah was no less perilous. With the vial secure in Jody's satchel, they maneuvered their way through the malevolent forest, their senses heightened and their nerves on edge. The forest seemed even more ominous now, almost as if it had sensed their transgression and was actively trying to thwart their path. The cryptic druidic markings that once seemed to guide them now felt menacing, almost mocking as they appeared and disappeared, leading them down treacherous paths and into deceptive clearings. Their ears rang with the eerie cries of the forest's inhabitants, each howl a chilling reminder of the potion they carried and the price they had paid. The dark canopy overhead allowed little moonlight to filter through, casting long, monstrous shadows that danced and flickered, playing tricks on their weary minds. The marshy lands were more treacherous than before, the cold muck clinging to their boots, trying to drag them down. The thorny bushes seemed to have a life of their own, their sharp tendrils reaching out, trying to snatch the vial from them. The air was thick with anticipation and dread, each rustle of the leaves, each whisper of the wind filled with ominous warnings. Despite the palpable tension, they pressed on, their singular focus on reaching Sarah before sunrise. There was no time for rest, no time to quell the gnawing fear that gnashed at their hearts. Each step was a battle against time, against the monstrous forest, and against their own fears. They had made a pact with a being beyond their understanding, carried a potion brewed from death, and all for a glimmer of hope to save their friend. They could only pray that the cost they had paid would not be in vain. Sarah was no longer the friend they had once known. The monstrous curse had transformed her into a creature of the night, a werewolf doomed to live her life in the shadows. Her transformation was as terrifying as it was heartbreaking. Her once sparkling eyes were now a fierce, glowing amber, her soft flesh now covered with a thick, mottled fur. Her hands now morphed into deadly claws, and her once melodious voice, replaced by guttural growls and menacing snarls. Hiding in the shadows, 
She was a creature of primal instinct, her human consciousness buried deep within the monstrous exterior. The once gentle-seeming Sarah was now a predator, her senses heightened to an inhuman degree in her new, terrifying form. Every rustle in the underbrush, every drop of water trickling down the mossy stones was a call to her. She was attuned to the rhythm of the wild, her ears picking up the faintest sounds of potential prey, a rabbit scurrying in the undergrowth, a deer stepping cautiously through the foliage. Her transformation was not merely physical. Sarah's mind, now overcome by the potent instincts of the wolf, was constantly on the prowl, seeking her next meal. As a werewolf, she was driven by an insatiable hunger that gnawed at her, forcing her to stalk the woods in search of prey. Her former human self, with its memories and emotions, was submerged beneath the violent waves of primal instincts and urges. Sarah, the friend they had known and loved, was lost in the shadows, while a monstrous entity reveled in the moonlight, ready to pounce at the slightest hint of movement. The only semblance of their old friend that remained was her instinct to retreat, to hide from the world that she no longer belonged to. With tremulous hearts and determined minds, they devised a plan to administer the potion. Knowing they could not approach Sarah in her transformed state without risking their lives, they decided to use her insatiable hunger to their advantage. They caught a rabbit from the undergrowth, then poured the potion over its fur, the viscous liquid making its coat glisten in the weak moonlight. The sight of it was an abominable mix of revulsion and hope the innocent creature now carrying their desperate plea for salvation. They released the rabbit near Sarah's lair. Its fear and the potion scent serving as an irresistible lure for the monstrous entity that Sarah had become. Their plan was a gamble hinging on hope and the very curse that had ensnared Sarah. As they hid in the shadows, watching the rabbit scamper into the undergrowth towards the ominous lair, they clung on to each other, their breaths held, their hearts pounding in unison. They could only pray that their unsettling bargain would bear fruit and return their dear friend back from the monstrous abyss. The tense wait that followed was an eternity, their hearts pounding with each second that passed. Suddenly, a guttural howl echoed through the forest, piercing the oppressive silence like a cruelly sharp blade. The howl was followed by an eerie silence, the forest inhabitants momentarily stilled by the potent display of primal power. Then they saw movement in the shadows. The monstrous silhouette of Sarah emerged, her amber eyes glowing fiercely in the darkness. She approached the rabbit, her every movement a terrifying blend of grace and deadly power. One swift move, a mix of a snap and crunch, and the rabbit was gone consumed by the monstrous entity that Sarah had become. The moments that followed were fraught with tension. The monstrous form of Sarah staggered, a guttural growl rippling through her body. Her amber eyes flickered, her claws clenching and unclenching spasmodically. Then, with a final haunting howl, she collapsed onto the forest floor. Her body thrashed violently, her fur rippling as though alive. It was a terrifying sight to behold, a potent reminder of the drastic step they had taken to save their friend. And then, 
As swiftly as the convulsions had started, they ended. The monstrous form of Sarah lay still, the only signs of life being the weak rise and fall of her chest. The forest was once again plunged into an eerie silence, the inhabitants seemingly holding their breath in anticipation of what was to come. Slowly, the monstrous form began to shrink, the thick fur retreating to reveal soft flesh beneath. The deadly claws morphed back into gentle hands, and the monstrous snout receded to reveal a familiar face. Sarah, their friend, lay unconscious on the forest floor, her body human once again. Their plan, against all odds, had worked. Their friend was saved. But as they approached the unconscious form of Sarah, their hearts heavy with relief and dread, they couldn't help but wonder at what cost. As they helped the frail form of their reborn friend, a chilling sensation crawled up their spines, an instinctual warning of imminent danger. A shadow moved within the dense foliage, ominous and foreboding, making their hearts pound in dread. From the darkness emerged a figure that made their blood run cold a man, or rather, the monstrous form of one. His features were grotesquely familiar, a cruel mockery of the man they had once known. Stephen, Sarah's boyfriend, his once kind eyes now glowed a vicious amber, his muscular body covered in a thick, matted fur, his hands ending in deadly, razor-sharp claws. He stood tall and ominous, a monstrous symbol of power and dominance, and the undeniable leader of the werewolf pack. This horrifying revelation sent a shockwave through them. It was Stephen, not Sarah, who was the original werewolf. Sarah's transformation, her descent into this monstrous existence, was the result of Stephen's cursed blood. He was the cause of her torment, the reason behind her transformation. They went from relief to horror, their hearts pounded with fear and anger. Stephen, the man who was supposed to keep Sarah safe, was the very reason she had suffered. The friend they had just saved was now in more danger than ever before. Stephen, once a loving boyfriend, was now a monstrous manifestation of power and dominance. Beneath the beastly outward appearance, however, lurked a man tormented by guilt, isolation, and an insatiable hunger for power. He had become the alpha of the pack, not out of choice, but as an act of desperate survival. As the alpha, he could control the primal urges that threatened to consume him, the savage instincts that transformed him into a relentless hunting machine. The transformation of Sarah into a werewolf hadn't been an act of malice, but rather a misguided attempt at companionship in a world where he felt devastatingly alone. In his warped perception, sharing the curse was a way to hold onto the last shred of their love, a twisted form of togetherness in a world that was otherwise bereft of any human connection. It was a desperate plea for understanding, a silent cry for help from a young man who was more a victim of the curse than a willing participant in the carnage it wrought. Stephen, before his monstrous transformation, was a young man of quiet strength and intelligence who loved Sarah and dirt biking. Born into a devout family, he managed to gain respect and trust at a young age. Yet, beneath the facade of normality, a sinister secret lurked. While visiting Eastern Europe, 
Unbeknownst to him, Stephen's family had brought him there to complete his transformation into the Alpha Werewolf. It was during this family reunion that Stephen came face to face with the horrifying creature, a legendary beast known as a werewolf. Stephen was bitten, and the monstrous virus infiltrated his bloodstream, forever altering his destiny. The transformation was gradual, an insidious corruption that first invaded his dreams before manifesting within his body. Nights were filled with terrifying nightmares of hunting in the wild, of blood and violence. His body changed too, growing stronger, faster, and more attuned to nature. The curse, while monstrous, also gifted Stephen with unimaginable strength and power, but it was a poison chalice. As the alpha of a pack he neither wanted nor asked for, Stephen found himself astride two worlds one human, and the other a terrifying realm of primal instincts and savage hunger. Unable to resist the curse's call, he dragged Sarah into his nightmare, selfishly hoping that shared torment might bring them closer. Stephen clung desperately to his humanity. He wrestled with the guilt of Sarah's transformation and the blood on his hands, trapped in an existence that was both a blessing and a curse. The tension was palpable as Stephen's gaze met theirs, a menacing glint in his amber orbs that spoke volumes of the unnerving ultimatum to come. Leave or die, he snarled, the words echoing ominously through the forest hanging heavy in the air like a death sentence. His monstrous gaze then fell upon Sarah's unconscious form, a strange mix of longing and remorse flashing across his face. Sarah, he began, his voice softer now, yet laced with an undeniable authority. You have a choice to make. He extended a clawed hand towards her, a silent invitation towards a life of power and dominance. Become a werewolf again by my side. We can reign supreme, unchallenged, invincible. Or return to your human life, weak and vulnerable. The forest held its breath as Sarah slowly stirred, her eyes fluttering open to meet the expectant gaze of the monstrous form of her boyfriend. The decision she was about to make would not only seal her fate, but that of her friends and Stephen. The silence was deafening, the tension unbearable, as Sarah looked into the eyes of the beast, her fate hanging in the balance. Sarah wrestled internally as she gazed into the now monstrous eyes of her boyfriend. A whirlwind of emotions stirred within her. Fear, anger, betrayal, but also love a love that, much like her, was now tainted and twisted. Her mind was a battlefield, torn between the human she once was and the beast she had become. Be a werewolf again, the thought echoed in her mind, a luring call to return to the power and invincibility she'd briefly known. Yet the image of her friends, their faces stained with terror and concern, reminded her of her human connections, her human life, and the vulnerability that came with it. She felt an overwhelming urge to regain her humanity, to return to her normal life, but the allure of invincibility tugged at her, creating a disturbing turmoil within her. The weight of her decision bore heavily on her, the gravity of its consequences chilling her to the bone. As the tension hung in the air, Stephen's gaze hardened, his voice taking on a grimmer tone. 
There's more, Sarah, he began, his voice resonating through the chilling silence. Your friends, they made a promise to the crone, a dangerous vow that binds them to her will. His eyes were tormented, reflecting the grave reality of the situation. The crone is not known for her mercy. When they least expect it, she will call upon them to fulfill their promise, placing them in a situation of unimaginable horror and peril. The words hung in the chilling air, amplifying the dread that had already enveloped the group. However, there is a way out, he continued, his voice steadier now. The crone is not invincible. Together, as werewolves, we have a chance. We can kill the crone, freeing them from their impending doom. Shared strength could be our salvation and their freedom. His gaze bore into Sarah's, a desperate plea for her to see reason in his warped logic, to see the murderous path as the only way to ensure the safety of her friends. This revelation hit Sarah like a punch to the gut, making her reel with shock and despair. She was caught in a deadly game of chess, and every move had life-altering implications. She could return to her human life, weak and vulnerable, but free from the curse. However, this would mean abandoning her friends to a fate most gruesome at the hands of the unforgiving crone. Alternatively, she could embrace the curse once again, gaining power and invincibility, but at the cost of her humanity. This curse offered her a chance to take on the crone, to protect her friends from the impending horror. Yet, the cost was steep, requiring her to delve deeper into the beastly existence she so yearned to escape. The moral dilemma she faced was tormenting. The choices laid bare before her, each fraught with profound consequences, forcing her to grapple with the ethical complexities of her predicament. Sarah stood, her heart pounding in her chest, a tumult of emotions swirling within her. She looked at Stephen into the monstrous depths of his amber eyes and made her decision. I choose you, Stephen. I choose us, she said, her voice steady despite the fear coursing through her veins. She extended her hand, taking his clawed one, and in that moment, she felt the familiar rush of power coursing through her, marking her return to monstrosity. The werewolf within her stirred, ready for the battle that lay ahead. Together, they turned to face the crone, a formidable opponent, her presence radiating an aura of untamed power and cruelty. The battle that ensued was gruesome and brutal. The forest echoed with the sounds of snarls and grunts, the air thick with the scent of blood and violence. Stephen and Sarah, united in their monstrous forms, attacked the crone with a fearsome savagery, their strength and invincibility matching her deadly power. The crone fought back with a fierce ferocity, but they were relentless, their love fueling their determination. The fight reached its climax when Stephen, seeing an opening, lunged at the crone, his powerful jaws closing around her neck. A sickening crunch echoed through the forest as the crone's life was snuffed out, her reign of terror brought to a brutal end. Bloodied and exhausted, Stephen and Sarah stood victorious. The cost was high, but they had saved their friends. The forest seemed to breathe a sigh of relief, the oppressive air of dread replaced by a quiet calmness. The nightmare was finally over, 
but their lives were forever altered. They were no longer just Sarah and Stephen, they were the Alpha and Luna, the rulers of the forest, bound together by a love that transcended the line between human and beast. Their eyes met, reflecting the shared understanding of the journey they had embarked upon. As the moon shone down on them, bathing them in its silvery light, they knew that while they had lost their humanity, they had gained something far more profound a love that was powerful, undying, and fiercely wild. Every full moon, Sarah would watch over her friends from the shadowy depths of the forest. From a distance, she would observe them, their faces often turned skyward, their expressions a mix of longing and fear. She knew they remembered the horrific night, the night she had chosen a fate of monstrous power to save them from the crone's merciless grasp. The memory was a cruel scar that time could never erase, but as she watched, she would leave them a silent promise, a heart-shaped stone for each, intricately carved and smoothed by nature's skilled hands. She would place them at their doorsteps, a quiet reminder of her continued existence, a testimony of her gratitude for their courage on that fateful night. These stones, rough yet endearing in their simplicity, represented her now wild heart that was forever intertwined with theirs. She wanted them to know, despite her monstrous form, that she was okay more than okay, she was free. These stones were her wordless reassurance that she hadn't forgotten. She remembered their sacrifice, their unconditional friendship, and she cherished it, even in her beastly solitude. She wanted Tia, Lindsay, and Justin to know that their act of bravery continued to echo through the forest, shaping her existence with the strength of timeless friendship. Thanks for listening to Campfire Creatures. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support and grow our channel, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with Campfire Creatures and get more content, check out campfirecreatures.com. And remember, keep the fire lit.